0: There we go, Trevor Peak. Welcome to the show, man. Hey,
1: man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it,
0: man. It's uh, it's it's really great to talk to you. You know, like I was saying before we got rolling, you know, I'm am a Tennessee guy, so, you know, anytime I see someone in the octagon that's you know from Tennessee or, or or fighting out of Tennessee, you know, I'm, you know, I I become their biggest fan and and root for them, and you know, it's actually a uh, you know, pretty exciting start to my weekend because. Uh, not only do I get to talk to you, which is awesome, um, I'm actually going to the fights uh, this weekend. Um, I live in San Antonio now, and, uh, you know, they're, they're back here in San Antonio. Man, I've been a fan of the sport for for over 10 years, and this is the first uh, UFC event I've been, been able to attend live. So, you know, I've, I've been real excited to talk to you and then the fights this weekend. So just, you know, you know, thanks for coming on the show and really uh, really kicking my weekend off with a bang.
1: Yes, sir. So, so you've never been to a fight before? No, man, I've just,
0: I've never really had the opportunity to go. You know, I never, I I grew up in a small town and I've I've pretty much lived in, you know, in a small town most of my life. So I've just never really had the opportunity or the money or or, or whatever it was to go. But, you know, everything just kind of, kind of lined up this time, man. And it's, uh, I'm, yeah, I, I cannot wait. I'm just beyond excited for it, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, man. Them uh, I got to. Uh, I've been to two events. I went to uh, Nashville in 2018 and watched uh, Wonder Boy get knocked out by Pettis. And then oh, we yeah. went to went to Atlanta that same year, and uh, we got to watch um in the co-main it was uh, Poirier versus Holloway, and then the main oh. event was uh, Gaslam versus Adesanya. So I mean, dude, that, yeah. Yeah, Dang, that was so that one. Uh, the uh, that was the fight of the year in 2018. So,
0: <laughs> and oh, I believe no.
1: the CoMain was the runner. I believe the Holloway and Apoye fight. We believe it was runner up. So, I mean, we got to see two of the best fights that year in one card. Man, it was it's crazy. the The crowd is just they're brutal, man. But that energy in that place is it's unreal. I can't wait till I get to experience it myself down in the Octagon. But it's 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 cool, man. You'll you'll love it. Oh yeah,
0: no, I yeah I could not be more excited, and yeah, I, I have to imagine that was something you were kind of missing from your UFC debut because it was in the in the apex, right? So there was no no crowd, no anything like that. You you do seem like a guy that would thrive off of a a crowd just going crazy, you know, with the way you fight.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, I definitely fade off the energy. I, I love the crowd, man. It's 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 the best. It's the coolest part about one of the coolest parts about all of it, but. You know, having the experience on the uh, with the Contender Series at the Apex back in September, I was I was a little bit better prepared for it going into this next this uh, previous fight because you know I uh, for most of my career, man, I mean I have pretty well had support and uh, I mean I've had a fan base follow me about every fight I've ever fought and uh, you know whenever I went to the Contender Series fight, it, it kind of uh, kind of threw me for a loop. But I was I was like I said I was, I was a lot better prepared for it this this go cool around. Oh yeah, I bet.
0: Well, how's life been treating you after you won your UFC debut, man? I know it's got to feel like a dream come
1: true. How you been living since then? Uh, just busy. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all over the place, man. I've got so much going on. I mean, I've, you know, started back, started back working, doing a little bit of construction work on the side, and got so many speeches and stuff. I gotta go. I get to go give. I don't, don't want to say it like a like that. I, it's a blessing, and you know, I'm honored to do it, but. I am. I'm. I'm covered up, man. <laughs> I told Steve earlier. I said I've got way too much stuff scheduled, man. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> I wish I'm not financially able to, man. But I, I really need an assistant very bad. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I,
0: yeah, I can imagine, man. Um, no, well, um, you know, during that, you know, your UFC debut, man. I mean, you had a great fight with uh, with Eric Gonzalez, man. You two just just duked it out and it was a super exciting fight. I mean, like I said, I, you know, when I saw you were fighting out of Tennessee, I I already knew I was going to become a fan of yours, but you know, after I saw the fight, Oh, I was like, Oh, I'm I'm definitely going to become a big fan of this guy. I mean, you were just, you were just hitting him with some crazy shots, man. You got some serious power in those, in those hands. And, you know those leg kicks you were throwing were were nasty, man. I mean, where where does that kind of power come
1: from, man? Is it the you know is it the
0: training you've been doing these years, or is it or is it more so from like your, your lifetime of fighting that you've had?
1: Uh, I would, man. Honestly, I'd, I'd say that God blessed me with with power, you know, and just unreal power. Really, I mean, I've even before I long before I ever hit a bag or anything like that. I mean, I could I could lay a lick, man. I mean, I had a I had a very nasty right hand, and uh, it's just progressively gotten – I've just progressively gotten more powerful, and, uh, you know, as the years have gone on. So the, the training and stuff is definitely, you know, with the technique and everything's definitely helped, you know, increase my power. You know, Jeff's got my body mechanics down and everything, and, you know, I feel like I know how to use my body pretty well. But, yeah, I was – I just – I knew how to hit hard when I – from the beginning, man. Oh, yeah, and, you yeah. 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 You got you know, power in those hands, man. Those
0: leg kicks were, were nasty. And, um, you know, I was watching some of you, some of your previous fights too. And, you know, we didn't get to see too much of it during your debut, but it looks like you've got some pretty, uh, you, you've developed some pretty good grappling too. You know, like Gonzalez was able to get you to the ground a couple of times, but you, you for the most part, you're right back up to your feet. And, you know, you had the, had the Kimura attempt there and, uh, I watched you fight with uh, with Karma Worthy, and you know you landed some explosive takedowns uh, during that fight. So, you know, in, in your debut, you know, was there a- ever any time there with Gonzalez, you know, you thought, you know, you might be in a little trouble with the grappling, or have you become, you know, just as confident in your grappling as you are with the with the striking?
1: No, I never, I never, for once, not one, one, not one time in there was I ever worried. I mean. I watched his videos and everything, and I knew, I knew he allowed quite a bit of space between his, his body and his opponent's body. You know, whenever they're on the ground, he just didn't real. He just didn't really do a good job of controlling. You know, watching his previous fights, and then after we got in there, I mean, he had good leverage. You know, with the body lock, and was able to get my, you know, feet off the ground, and you know, uh, get the takedown. But he just didn't feel all that strong, man. It was it was more leverage than anything on on the takedowns. But you know, once we got down to the ground, it just I mean, I, I felt I felt super comfortable. I mean, you know, Matt Harris and Sterling Peace and Mike Griffin, everybody up here to go get combatives. I mean, man, we we kill each other here on the mats every day. So I mean, I'm I'm pretty. I've got a lot of stuff, you know, I need to work on. But I'm I'm pretty comfortable as far as surviving and trying to stay out of danger. Oh yeah, and you know, like you said, man,
0: you you did look real comfortable, um, you know, in there, uh, in that octagon, man. I was curious, you know, was there, was there anything uh, that y'all you know focused on or did differently for your UFC debut, you know, versus some of the you know previous pro fights you had? Was was there anything different
1: about the training y'all did? Uh, no, sir. No, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so. Um, you know, initially I was getting ready to fight a completely different opponent and then, you know, that fight fell off two weeks out. Um, so we was doing a little bit of different things for the, the, the other guy, well, you know, was, was doing a little bit more, uh, wrestling practices and stuff. And then, uh, you know, when the opponent switch came, it was pretty much just pressure forward, heavy pressure, and just be violent. I mean, I knew I could I knew I knew could get the job done the way I did as long as I went in there and, and was me. You know, I wasn't really myself whenever I got to the contender series and did that fight, at least for the first round anyways. But I just felt a lot more like myself and feel like I executed the game plan. Uh, you know, a little wild. Well, not a little wild. I guess I was really wild, but, you know, it's a. Uh, just part of it man you know a lot of times they say whenever you get to the ufc it's almost like starting your career over as far as the nerves and all that goes but you know i've got i've got some things to work on i know there's holes in my game but you know at at the end of the day man i i know how to win you know and I, i think that i think knowing how to win can man it just knowing how to win takes you can take you a long ways you know oh it definitely can
0: so those you know because people you know, like you said, people do talk about it. You know, those UFC jitters are a are a real thing. You know, a lot of people, you know, they might lose their UFC debut and then, you know, put on a, a real impressive win streak, but it, you didn't really seem to feel too many of those jitters in there. It was just, you know, like sticking to what you know, you know, the game plan, everything like that.
1: Yeah, well I started man, I you know, I started to get jitters a little bit in the back right before we uh right before we went out. Um I started to get a little bit nervous, but I stopped myself and was like, you know, had a, I had a long conversation with myself, you know, in my head and everything, and basically just told told myself, you know, to, man, just have fun, you know, like, I, I just, for, you know, last several fights, man, I've been so worried about winning that I've, I've not really had it fun in the fight, and I love fighting, man, I, I genuinely, like, you know, I have fun fighting, and, uh, you know, the. With the pressure of you know the undefeated record on the verge of being in the UFC and you know getting to the UFC and all this, just the last you know several three or four fights have just been a lot of pressure on me, just you know wanting to wanting to win and hadn't had hardly any fun as far as the actual fight goes. I mean I've had I've had fun. I wouldn't say I hadn't had any fun, but mm-hmm. just you know what I mean. But this yeah. last time before I went out there, I was like, dude, just have fun, and and it, it helped my nerves out a lot, man. I I had a blast. All right, well, something else that had to
0: had to be pretty fun was getting that uh, that 50k performance bonus, man. How did that feel? I know that had to be just icing on top of the cake, there.
1: Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it don't money don't go far nowadays, you know. But it did definitely help me. He'll get me to the next fight for sure. But yeah, I was uh, I kind of thought I might get it, man. You know, uh, but it's uh it's one of them things you you never really know till you get in there and get it done. But I, I kind of I, I I had a feeling I could get a bonus, man. I mean. Since I started since I started actually training, you know, before I got in the cage, I mean, I've come out of the cage pretty much every time with either a knockout of the night or fight of the night or, you know, sometimes winning both awards in the same night. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've won a bunch of bunch of performance, you know, on the regional scene, so I knew I could get it done in the UFC, too, once I got there. Shoot, with the way you fight, it's not hard to believe, man. I, I definitely believe
0: it. You are... Yeah, I mean, you're you just an exciting guy to watch, man. I feel like uh, a lot of fans just really like that style, man, just going out there and just duking it out. And uh, that's definitely what y'all did uh, in that debut. You know, you got that uh, knockout in like the last second of the fight. You know, in the moment there, were you thinking like, oh, you know, the round's ending, I got to close this out? Or was that just, you know, not even not even a thought at that moment in time?
1: No, I mean, no. I heard the, I heard the clapper. I knew, I knew, I had, I knew I had ten seconds left. And then, right that when I landed that last ride on the feet, I mean, I knew, I knew when that, I knew when that one hit, he was, he's gonna, I knew he was gonna be out on that shot. And then, you know, he kind of, he went down and he was out. But, you know, the ref was, I was between the ref and him, so the ref couldn't really see him all that good. And I just, I knew if I could land as many licks as I could in that, that last few seconds, that maybe the ref would. Hopefully, pull me off of him. And, uh, you know, that's what happened. But I knew I was, I knew I was, you know, right there at the end of it. Hell, there
0: were a couple of moments in that fight where it looked like, you know, it might get stopped, you know, before then. But yeah, during that those, those last 10 seconds or so, man, you just, you really laid it on him and, and got the job done, man. It was, it, it was such a cool, uh, it was such a cool win to see. You know, and uh, something else that was really cool to see, I think, you know, after the fight was kind of your, you know, your interaction that you had with Bruce Buffer. Of course, you all bumped this before the fight, but then afterwards, you know, he comes up to you and talks to you some. I mean, you know, how, how cool was it, you know, to to go out there and have Bruce Buffer do your introduction? You get to meet him, you know, after the show. I mean, that that had to have been just just a real cool thing to experience.
1: Oh man, I mean it's up there at the top of my dreams. I mean it really is. My 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 cousin and my buddy was watching the fights, and uh, they didn't know Bruce, but they was watching them at his house, and uh, they seen Bruce Buffer, and they was like, "Oh my God, Trevor's gonna lose his mind!" And then I did. <laughs> I mean it was it was wild, man. You know, I, I'm glad it happened the way it did. I, you know, I didn't really. Oh well, they had a TV in the back for us to watch the fights, but the volume was so low you couldn't hear none. You couldn't hear anything, and I didn't catch any of the announcements, so I didn't know Mister. Buffett was even in the building, man. So it, it just totally, totally took me by surprise, and it was one of them like, oh my god, I'm really here, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just it was wild. It, it's hard. It's, it really and truly is hard to describe the feeling and just the, the surrealness of it, man. But it, it most definitely was just surreal and just a, a beautiful moment for me. Yeah, as, um, as soon as I locked down my tickets
0: for the event this weekend, I went to look up and see who, uh, you know, who the announcers were, who was going to do all the in-ring stuff. And uh, Bruce Buffer is going to be doing the, the in-ring announcing. So I'm, I'm super excited to see him uh, do his thing live. You know, I don't imagine I'll get to, get to meet him or anything like you did, you know. But, like, you know, being able to be there in the crowd and watch him announce the fighters, I – you know, I've seen them do it on TV for years and years and years, but I bet in person it's just going to be just a different kind of awesome.
1: Oh, it is, man. When they say when they, when you hear that it's time and them lights <laughs> and that place goes crazy and that crowd roars, it is that the TV the, the TV really doesn't do it any justice, man. Between the crowd and the lights and all the production and everything, man, that when you watch it on TV, it 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 doesn't it doesn't no justice for how the live events really are, man. They are. They are truly special. Oh, yeah. I I mean, fans love him. You know, like it makes
0: sense that people, you know, in the crowd really pop for him. I mean, he's been such an integral part of the sport for just years and years and years at this point. I mean, you have a lot of people that, you know, they're a fan of the fight game. You know, maybe they have some favorite fighters, but like everybody loves Bruce Buffer. Everybody, no matter what fighters you root for or against or – you know how long you've been watching, man. I mean, how how could you not love somebody like Bruce Buffer, man?
1: Oh yeah, man. He's a super super likable guy. Man, he seems real genuine too. You know, he just I don't know. He seems seems real genuine. I like Mister Buffer a lot, man. He seems like a cool dude. Oh yeah, and I know he
0: uh, he gave you the the announcer's card. You know, after the after the show there and i know he doesn't do that for too many people you know have you got uh you got that card framed somewhere or you know you got it somewhere somewhere sticking out so you can look
1: at it or something man it is about it's literally about a foot away from me right now framed up i'm looking at it right now right i got a canvas done of uh me and uh bruce too and i got it in front of that canvas man it's it's cool it's it's super nice man you know he uh i reckon i'm the only fighter he's ever personally give one to that he's only ever given one other card out in history and uh, at the end of his podcast at the end of our podcast i went back and was watching it you know and i seen where he had you know made the comment that the only other time he ever give one out uh whichever fighter it was their corner had asked for it and he give it to their corner so really and truly i'm the only fighter he's ever personally give one to so man i'm a, this thing means as much. I mean, it's like a world title for I me, mean, man. You know what I mean? People win world titles every day, and Bruce Buffers I ain't no. I'd I'd like to know the number of events he's announced, man. I think he's been doing it for twenty seven years, so I mean, that's I ain't no telling how many events he or how many fights he's announced. You know, so it's super special to me, man. I will just I hold on to this thing forever.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You definitely have to. I um. Yeah. Uh, did did he tell you? You know, either you know. After you got done fighting, or when you did the podcast with him, you know, I saw that it was a great conversation with you too. But you know, did he ever, did he ever mention specifically, like, like what it was that that stuck out in his mind that he was like, oh yeah, I've, I've got to give this guy my card. Like, what, you know, what was it specifically that that made that impression impression on him? I wonder.
1: Um, he. I- He kind of he didn't really never he never said anything to me man he kind of pulled one of my coaches to the side you know before he gave me the card and said that he wanted he was gonna do something special for me something that he don't ever do and uh, he was talking to my coach and said that uh said he saw something special in my eyes that he he don't he don't he ain't really seen much before so I I guess you know just the the pureness of the moment I guess is what got him I, I don't really. I don't really know, man. It was just, you know, the top of my list of dreams. And I think he, uh, I think he felt that, that you know, that I was, you know, as thankful to be there as anybody that's ever stepped in that octagon. and And I am, man, I'm, you know, it's, this is my path to, you know, hopefully creating a a successful life for myself and maybe changing lives along the way. So I'm just super blessed where I'm at. And, you know, it's, it's just real cool, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, anybody that, uh you know, listen to your post-fight interview or any of the, you know, like the press conference stuff or any of the podcasts that you've done since then, I think anybody who listens to those can tell, you know, how grateful you are for that opportunity, for that experience. It it, it very much comes through in the way you talk about that opportunity and, and your journey to the UFC, which is, you know, something I kind of want to get into a little bit. You know, I know you're from a
1: uh, you know, small town there in Alabama is Pisgah, right? Pisgah, Alabama. Yes, or Pisgah. Yeah, it's a little bit tiny town, man. Probably like, I don't even know the population. I'd say probably around a 1,000. If I don't even think it's that, honestly. It's it's very tiny. We've got a, uh, a dollar general, and then they just built a, a dollar tree with a, with like, that's all we got there. So, <laughs> real small, <laughs> man. Real small town. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everything, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty
0: small town in, uh, in Tennessee too, but you know, we, we at least had a Walmart, you know, we, we did have a Walmart, so it wasn't quite, quite that small. Um, you know, what,
1: uh, yeah, what what was it like growing up in a, in a small town in Alabama for you? I mean, you know, as a well, I mean, I loved it. I love the country. I love the small town. Um, you know, somebody asked me, uh, yesterday, what I, you know, how, how I liked it and everything and, and what it done for me. And I feel like, feel like you know growing up in a small town gave me a lot of manners you know a lot of you know a little ho- southern hospitality and stuff like that you know um i i wouldn't have wanted to grow up in a city you know if i would have and i'm probably be saying the same thing about the country obviously but you know i'm 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 thankful for where i grew up and you know the people that i've been blessed with throughout the years it's a it's been a journey man but yeah there just wasn't wasn't anything to do back home really you know that's kind of how i end up straying off into getting in all the trouble I did eventually you know addiction caught up with me and everything and um just really got off on a bad road man
0: yeah well I feel like you know it's it's real easy to do in a place like that where you kind of just don't really you know you don't have too much going on so it's it's real easy to to get into some stuff that you know you know you shouldn't be. Uh, getting into, but yeah, I think you're right. You know, I, of course, I, I live in San Antonio now. I, I live in the big city now, but you know, I, I feel kind of like you do, man. Like I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't trade the way I grew up for, for nothing. You know, it's like, maybe, maybe I, you know, we didn't live in a big house or, you know, we didn't have all this stuff going on or, you know, maybe, I, you know, maybe you miss out on some opportunities, just not being around as many things, but there, there really is something about, you know, growing up in that country way of living that, you know, just kind of, you know, it, it makes you a different kind of person, you know, I think. And, um, you know, you talk to people that are from smaller towns out in the country and everything like that. I feel like a lot of them will say the same thing, you know, whether they still live there, or they've moved off. It's, you know, a lot of them are real grateful to have, to have grown up uh, the way that they live. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. You know, a lot of people probably look at towns like that, towns like yours and mine and, you know, they they would never want to live there, man. But, um you know, it's kind of something you got to experience just to realize how how great it was and how important it was for, you know, becoming who you are now. I think. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Do you uh do you you still you still live there, or do you live in Chattanooga now? Where you train?
1: Uh, I may. I live. Uh, I live in Chattanooga. Um, I I stay. Um. I actually live at the gym that I trained at at over at Gogey Combatives. I, they had an office space upstairs, big old nice facility and they wasn't really doing a whole lot with the upstairs office, so um I moved up here for the uh for the worthy fight. About a about a month and a half out somewhere somewhere around that time and I've been here, you know, ever since then and it's been man, it's it's such a blessing. I, I, I couldn't I I couldn't do anything without, you know, Matt and Sterling and all them, man. They really they really take care of me. Hey, well, it makes for a quick trip to the office, you know? You don't have don't to mean, yeah. Yeah, man. Don't
0: do any long commute or nothing like that. It's just right there.
1: Yeah, man. I literally can be on the mats in about, you know, I can get up out of bed in the morning. I'll be on the mats in about a minute, you know? So it ain't, it, it's, it's super cool, man. It makes life, makes this training, and this fight game a lot easier for me for sure. Oh, I bet, man. Um, but, yeah, you know, I've been, on? I've been up in the chat. Chattano- I mean, my, Chattanooga it' it's been my second home my entire life though man i mean i've I've lived up here you know before now, and my grandmother my mom lives up here so i mean i've 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 been around Chattanooga for you know a very long time, so it it so it's all it's all come together man super super thankful for everything I got going on you know
0: oh yeah, that's good, man, so it wasn't you know like whenever you did you know make that move to Chattanooga, it wasn't like you were moving off somewhere. Crazy that you weren't familiar with, you know. There was no, you know, you you were already pretty much acclimated to, to Chattanooga. There was no probably no adjustment process for you to go through then.
1: No, not at all, man. Like I said, I've 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 lived up here and worked up here, and you know, like I said, my grandmother's lived up here my entire life, and I've stayed with her a lot and stuff. So I mean, it was it really just it it's my second home, man. So it ain't it wasn't there was no adjusting whatsoever. Man, it's such a great place too. I haven't been in quite some time, but
0: I yeah, I, I really love you know Chattanooga. And it's just a, it's not quite you know, it's not quite as big as like a Nashville or Memphis or anything like that. But that's what I like about it. You know, it's got you know, it's way way more to it than than you know like where I'm from. But uh, it's not quite as hectic or as crazy as somewhere like Nashville or Memphis is.
1: Yeah, uh, Nashville's too much, man. I went down there and walked around. The, uh Broad Broadway after I fought Common Worthy and that's just too many people for me, man. I went back to the room. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I'm, I'm actually uh moving to Nashville here in a few months, but you know, I've been living in San Antonio for a little bit, so I'm kinda at this point I'm kinda used to just all the all the people and the big city life and everything. But uh yeah, it's uh it's definitely a different kind of living than, you know, a place like where we're from, that's for sure. Um Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what what kind of uh what kind of different jobs did you have before you got into mma i'm always real curious to know what kind of you know what what kind of background people have before they you know get to the ufc or get to doing what they're doing now what kind of what kind of different jobs did you have
1: man i've done i've done a little bit of about everything i went went to college for a little bit for welding so i mean i, I know how to weld decently um you know, worked in uh, factories and stuff like that. I'd say the main thing I've done more than anything would be construction work. I mean, I've, I've swung a hammer a million times. It seems like man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. I did. um,
0: Yeah. During, during college and everything like that, I I worked in a, in a factory just, you know, get by, pay tuition, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, you know, it's kind of what everyone does in a small town, you know. Whether you're going into a trade or, you know, that that is really what it feels like. You either go into a trade or you go to a factory. Or you do you do some kind of manual labor, you know. Yes, sir. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's definitely that
0: way, man. You got to. Yeah. Now I know you. You know, I know you grew up getting into, you know, a fair amount of uh, street fights. But you know, how how early did you start doing, uh, you know, like amateur fights and. I know it was a fair bit before you started really training in MMA, wasn't
1: it? Yes, sir. Yeah, it was. Um, the, the first time I ever step, stepped in the octagon, I was uh, 15 years old, um, zero training. I mean, zero or anything, really, man. I, I'd only been in like one or two street fights at that point. So, you know, I didn't even really know how good I really was. Uh, my buddy called me that day, um, asked me if I wanted to go fight, and I thought we was going to a parking lot, you know, mm-hmm. I ended up getting a piece of paper signed by my dad. And uh, we went up there and I beat the kid up real bad. And then I won another one uh, that was unsanctioned. And then I went and won a, uh, a sanctioned event in 35 seconds. And uh, so I won three without ever training, man. And then I rematched the guy that I had beaten 35 seconds. And uh, and during that, during that time, the way the rules was, or it's still like that in Alabama, like I couldn't ground and pound to the face and uh yeah so that kind of i had one way i had two weapons man i had a nasty right hand and uh on the feet and a nasty right hand if i got you on the ground so you know they uh they pretty well had me pegged on what on my game plan and uh and why i couldn't punch him on the ground man like it was he ended up getting me out of there rear naked in the third round um but after that fight i was like man i because i was completely gassed you know about halfway through the first round and i was like man i'm never getting in here again without training <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> my looks ran out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i you know i went on i was 19 then and uh you know i didn't start really training until i was 22 years old after i got in some bad trouble i you know decided to it was time to get my life together so i really you know put put footwork on the ground and you know started started getting after it man and it's been a it's been a heck of a journey since then man i just crazy really i can't believe how far i've made it in this time and where i'm at it's just it's blows my mind man
0: yeah well it, it, it is it is really awesome to see um you know what uh what, what's that conversation like when your dad you know when you're 15 and you bring him the the sheet you know the ballot agreement or whatever they had what, what's that conversation like you know what do you what do you tell your dad when you want to you know, you're 15 and you want to go out fighting. What's,
1: what's that oh, like? Well, I kind of caught him when he was in the middle of something, really, man. Like, he didn't – I don't think he really knew much about what he was signing. <laughs> He's was, he was just so busy and everything. And I asked him if I could go fight. And, and, they, and I don't guess he knew what I – I don't know if he thought I meant like go up there and wrestle or what the deal was. But like I, after, after he signed that paper and I went up there and fought and everything, I had just a like a short clip of the fight and I showed it to him and he got, man, he got so mad at me for for, for not, for not telling him exactly what was going on. Not because I fought just because I fought and he didn't, he wasn't there. You know what? I think he was upset that he didn't pay more attention to what I had going on. But, but yeah, man, it was, uh it was cool. I mean, I, I felt like a, I felt like a real cool kid when I went back to school, man. I was just—I I mean, I was 15 years old, you know, at, at school. And I remember—I t- remember one teacher. I was talking to her, and I was like, "I can't really write today. My hands kind of hurt." I thought, you know, I was just—I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just—I don't know, man. It, it was neat, but yeah, cool
0: experience. You had to be showing that video to everybody, I imagine,
1: you know? Um, yeah, man, it was uh, – man, I did really well. I mean, I really did. The The kid tried to – he tried to throw a triangle choke up on me uh, in the second round, and I, like, stood up with him and slammed him like a Rampage Jackson did over in uh, Pride. Yeah. And, uh, man, like, it, it was just a – and they all trained, man. Every, everybody I fought, you know, everybody I've ever fought in the cage was, you know, had a lot of experience in training. So, I mean, I – And, you know, and all that that led to, you know, even more street fights and stuff for me because, I mean, it just really got even more cocky, you know, going and beating trained people. And I had never trained a lick, so (laughs) kind of, I don't know. It was wild, man. Oh, yeah. No, that had to have been crazy. Also, you
0: said you caught your dad uh, while he was doing something and you got him to sign it. That's the best time to get your parents to sign something you don't want them to read. You know, I
1: remember
0: <laughs> report cards and homework. You know, stuff you just really don't want them to see. Catch them in the middle of something; they'll just scan it over. They won't really read it. You know, that's that's the best technique right there. It, it doesn't always work. Sometimes they, you know, they'll read between the lines and see what you what you're not wanting them to see. But that's that's a good move there. It's a good tactic.
1: Yeah, it worked out for me, man. <laughs> Which I don't think. You know, I don't think it. I think it just went with me. You know, but yeah. I, I kind of feel bad that he didn't get to go. And I went by myself. I didn't – I mean, well, I mean, me and them – me and two of my buddies, we we all went up there and uh, weighed in. And, you know, they matched us uh, at the venue. So it was uh, – I don't know, man. It, it was wild, a bunch, of, a bunch of hillbillies up there throwing down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that does sound about right. Uh, you, uh, do you have any any your family, friends, uh, go watch you for this UFC debut? Do they get to catch you up
1: there? yeah i had you know i you know with the tickets being uh, tickets was almost seventeen hundred dollars for floor seats and two thousand for skybox so i had you know i had probably i don't know somewhere around 10 to 10 12 people out there i want to say you know so i was uh yeah i was really blessed to have people come out and support me man it was uh it added it added to the experience for sure. I got to you know when I walked out, all my all my teammates and family and friends, you know they were standing there at the gates, and it, it just it made it feel more like a like the regional scene for me. So yeah, I was super thankful to have all them guys there and everything there. Uh, we got a great team, man. Really great team. It's all a family here at Gogi and just can't be more grateful for being here. You know. Oh, that's so cool, man um we actually got to stay at the uh, Ult- uh season 29 ultimate fighter house um I, I stayed at the hotel for the first part of the week but uh a, one of the one of the gym owners they all came up and uh and rented that house and i got to go over there and got to stay in one of the master rooms man it was it was neat it was real oh, neat. Nice.
0: man yeah that is awesome man when um you know you you, you talked a little bit about your, you you know your journey you know, to becoming a pro, I mean, when was it something that, you know, you, you really thought you could make a career, you know, it's one thing to win a couple of fights, but then I imagine it's another thing to think, okay, like I can, I can, you know, I I can take this further. Like I can, I can make this a career. I can make this something that I do for a living. When when did that happen for you?
1: I mean, I, I, I thought that a long time ago, man, even before I before I got my life together or anything, Eli, I mean, even after that, after that last, uh, that last lot, that, that first loss I took, you know, before I trained, whenever I took, whenever I got that rear naked choke, I mean, even after that fight, man, I mean, I still, I still felt like I could make it if I ever got started training just because of the success I'd had, you know, fighting out in the streets and, uh, you know, the success I'd had in the cage. I mean, and uh you know i had an old friend he, he he knew a whole lot about fighting man a whole lot about the, the fight game and, and they told me when we was kids he said uh you know I, I we was sitting down one day and he said he said uh he said i've only told i've only told like one other person this or something like that but he said if you ever wanted to fight Trevor, he said you could make a whole lot of money at it and i was like yeah and he said yeah, man, he said, people will love the way you fight, man. He's like, they will love the way you fight. You could, you could really make something of yourself if you ever wanted to fight. And I mean, I, we, was, we was kids when he told me that, man. I mean, so, I mean, not for a long time, for a good long while, I've, I've, I've thought in my heart, you know, that I could make it if I could just beat myself, really.
0: Man, it's wild that, you know, like, you know, the rest of us are, are finally getting to see the end product of, of something that you've known for a long time. You know, since you were a kid, you know this 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 dream that you've had from way back when is just you know it's finally coming to fruition, and and you know the rest of us are just just now starting to see it. But this this is something you you've had you know in in your heart on your mind for for a long time.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely something that I've that I've had. You know, it's stuck with me for a long time, man, a real long time. I mean, I've I've been thinking about fighting for god probably about 14 years now man something like that um didn't really know that i was going to pursue it till you know my later my later teenage years it was it was uh or even my younger 20s man like i was just so lost in life you know i didn't really know if i was ever going to get it together but i always knew that i wanted to you know try it if i could you know beat you know beat the things that i had to overcome but you know once i once i started overcoming them things I, i got to it pretty pretty hard man and it's uh, it's been a beautiful journey.
0: Well, your friend was right too. You do definitely have a style that's that that people want to watch, and, and it is super exciting to watch. You know, like I said, I've you know past couple of days i've been I've been watching some of your previous fights, and yeah, no, they're uh, they're awesome. They're they're very exciting to watch. You know, and um, you know, I watched that fight. Uh, you know, right right before we got on here, I watched you fight again with uh, with Karma Worthy. You know, and I mean you know at this time you're like or you know after you beat him, you were you know six and oh, as a pro you know karma worthy's you know u f c veteran you know very exciting fighter in his own right, you know you knocked him out in the first round uh you know it was a title fight you know you know in the a f s uh and then you get the call for dana white uh contender series well, what does yeah. that
1: feel like when you get that call That was uh scary <laughs> I mean you know because I, I didn't expect the, I didn't expect it to come that that quick man because you know in my for the post fight interview for the comma worthy fight I, I I said you know somebody tell Dana White I'm on my way and then I walked out of the cage man and I wasn't even off the catwalk yet and Steve come up to him and he was like uh Sean Gelba just called you've got a contender series call um you got a contender series shot in September and you know I was The main reason i was scared man is like i'd just gotten over COVID. uh i just gotten over COVID. whenever i fought comma and had a serious lung infection or pneumonia or something still like i mean i fought comma with i don't even know what percentage of my lungs was operating man it was everything Mm -hmm. i did was miserable getting ready for that fight i mean i was in the hotel room my lungs was killing me that day i didn't it was just a miserable miserable count for me there at the end so and my legs was real banged up from the comma fight, so between my lungs and legs, man, whenever he offered it to me, I was like, man, if it, is it at the end of September, and he's like, I think so, and I was like, ah, you know, if it's at the end of September, that, you know, that'll probably work out, and then the next day, he calls me, and he's like, hey, man, how you feeling, and I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good, man, I'm, you know, banged up, my lungs are hurting, he said, uh, and then he starts going over everything, and He's like, I got to know something. And I'm like, well, when is it? And he said, it's September 13th. And I was like, man, can they not push it to the end of September? Just give me a couple more weeks for my lungs. And he said, I no, them cards are filled up. He said, and he told me, he said, Sean said that, you know, he could potentially get you on one of them end, like at the end if, if a fight fell off but that wasn't guaranteed and if that if if a fight didn't fall off and he couldn't get me on that i would have to wait till next year but you know sean also told steve that he knew i had issues with my lungs and everything that he wouldn't hold me against me you know whenever next year rolled around for the contender series it wasn't gonna be something that he kind of held over my head but you know we uh i told steve i said man i said when do you gotta know something he said i gotta know something tomorrow by lunch i said mm-hmm. let me get back to the uh let me get back to the gym. Let me see if my legs can, you know, carry me through to, to train. See if I can try to keep my cardio up, what little bit I got. And uh, I got back to the gym and put on some shin guards and everything, man, cause I knew I wasn't going to be able to – I knew I couldn't kick real hard on the bag. Uh, and I got out there and did three five-minute rounds. And then we talked to my coaches and told Steve, let's, let's run it, that I thought I could maybe get my lungs better. We was going to roll the dice and see if I could. And luckily we got, got everything cleared up, man, so – it was a uh, little little scary whenever they first offered it, just because my health issues I had going on. Oh
0: yeah, I bet. When you, know, when you learn, it's you know it's such a quick turnaround. You know, only a month between the worthy fight and then the contender series fight. When you're dealing with all that, man, that's that is a lot to deal with. It sounds like, but you know, you you took advantage of that opportunity, man. That you know, much much like a lot of your other fights, that fight was also just crazy. I mean you know, that, that onslaught from, uh, Malik Lewis there in the first round, you know, he was, he was hitting you with some crazy stuff, some, some knees, you know, just a little bit of everything. And then, you know, you, you came back in that second round and you laid it on him. It was like the roles completely switched. You know, you, you turned up that fire in that second round and, and got him out of there. You know, what, uh, you know what, what was going through your head in between those two rounds. You know what 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 was some of the advice that you know your coaches were giving you. What were you thinking heading into that second round?
1: Uh, at the well, at the end of the, at the very end of the first, I landed a right knee and a left hook, and, uh, right. and I knew it. I knew it. I knew it hurt him. I mean, I could. I, I he, like, he was like uh, he kind of made that noise, and then he kind of turned his head away from me, and I could see. I could see in the corner of his eye. I could see that. Uh, it's just. It's hard to describe, man. But if you if you if you if you if you've got that instinct in you, then then you know what I'm talking. About. Then everybody knows what I'm talking about. But like you can see, you can see when, like, quit starts to surface in an individual, and I seen it at the end of that first round, and then you know in between rounds, I'm sitting there on the stool, and my coaches are talking to me, and i think i think i heard one at one one of them's advice he said something he was like i need you to i need you to come back up to the head after you hit the sixth line and uh and that's pretty much all i heard from my coaches man i was too i was so focused on studying him figuring out his body composure how he was acting Cause I knew I need like for me mentally, like I I knew I needed to pay more attention to him than I needed to my coaches for some reason. I don't know why I was, I was just so focused on him and and the whole time in between that first and second round, I could just tell that he was real discouraged that he ain't got me out of there yet. And that, you know, some, that some quit was hopefully surfacing. So I, I figured, you know, if I put the, put the gas on in the second round that I could, you know, get the win. And, you know, I did. So it was a, it was wild though, man. Yeah, that first round was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean i hadn't I hadn't been tested like that since 2018. Uh, uh, you know, they, they changed the rules in Alabama from the uh, from a fight I had in 2018 when I was still an amateur, and, and I hadn't I hadn't been pushed like that since that fight, man. So it was uh, I learned. You know, it was it was good. It, it was good for me. I got to learn a lot about myself from that fight, man. Yeah, and you know, you, you know, you did get the win there after rallying back in that
0: that second round. It was, you know, it, it was a crazy thing to watch. And you know, after you after you win that fight, you know, did did it did it set in that like, oh, I'm going to be in the UFC. Like I, j- I just won on the Contender Series. Like I'm I'm going to the UFC. You know,
1: uh, it wouldn't. Man, it really didn't set in as hard as 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 I would have thought it would have, but. I think I think some of that was due to you know outside circumstances I had going on in my personal life right after the fight it kind of I had to put my attention into a lot of other things and didn't really get to soak in the moment you know but uh, um, I'd say it really it really set in and really hit me hard whenever we was watching the post fight show the week before I fought on this last card and my name come across the screen you know they originally had me on the main card and then some fights fell off and they had to kind of balance everything back out so they dropped me back down to prelims so but originally you know i was on the main card and i seen that go across the screen when me and my buddy was watching the post fight show and i lost my mind man <laughs> i mean I, I had to go outside and run down his driveway and i was out there screaming as loud as i could just jumping up and down just being a maniac out there man and i come back in there and i was like it's hitting, man. I was like, I'm in the UFC like it he, he's just laughing at me. He was like, It's hitting, ain't it? And I was like, dude, it's realer right now than it's been this whole time and it sure was, man. It was it was a crazy, crazy feeling just sitting there watching my you know, watching my name and I said I told him, I said, Man, I wished I could like go fight but like stay here and watch it with y'all too. Like, you know what I mean? Like watch my it just oh, I enjoy that whole experience, man. It was uh, but yeah, it was surreal, man.
0: Oh man, I bet. I, I can't even imagine, man. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just got a couple more things I want to touch on Then we'll, you know, we'll get you out of here before the, uh, the hour mark, you know, but I was, you know, I had a couple, couple of things I wanted to touch on before we leave. You know, I was listening to your podcast with Bruce and, um, you know, he said something about kind of hooking you up with some folks and, uh, helping you out with, with, with selling some merch. Uh, and I was just kind of curious, you know, when, when can we look forward to picking up some Trevor peak t-shirts and gear? Cause you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested. And I imagine a lot of people after seeing your debut are interested
1: too. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Hopefully here soon. I just had a meeting with a, a zoom meeting with my, uh, my agent over it. It's going to be on millions um, calm. And, um, I just had a meeting with her a couple of days ago and we got everything worked out and, uh, hopefully get some designs shot over to her here soon and maybe we can get that up and running here in the next next week or two i'd hope oh that's exciting
0: man i can't wait I, i'm definitely gonna give me one man no question about it um
1: yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm excited about the millions.com thing man i didn't know a whole lot about it I, my buddy that trains women, my main training partner here torres he's he signed up with them and you know i i'd asked him a little bit about it but after i talked to that lady you know it was the things they do is real cool, man. I mean, they connect all my social media platforms on, on the millions.com. And i can go on there and, you know, host live watch parties for the events and, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's more than just merchandise. It, it's a whole lot. And, and uh, it's, it's really neat, man. I'm, I'm super excited about getting that going.
0: Oh man. I'm excited too, man. I can't wait to see, uh, see what, what y'all come up with. You know, I, um, I wanted to be sure to bring this up too because you know I've heard I've heard you talk about it quite a bit, just you know in the interviews and things that you've done. But you know any anyone who listens to you talk, you know is is going to learn that faith obviously plays a very important role uh, in your life. And you know hearing you talk about it is is very inspiring. You know I grew up in a you know small country town, real you know religious upbringing, everything like that, man. But you know when you talk about you know, your faith and how it's led you here today, you know, it it really is something special, man. So, you know, I'd love to hear you just talk a little bit more about, you know, the role that God has played in your life and, you know, how he's brought you to this moment.
1: I mean, everything, man. I mean, this, you know, everything, everything good that I have, he's played a role in, you know, I mean, I've, uh, didn't really know didn't really know him didn't know if he was real or not you know for for a good long while i i figured he probably was just because the you know the family i had around me and a couple friends i guess but you know and and my high school sweetheart um you know she, her family was you know real big christian so you know i didn't really know for sure until you know later on in life but after i started having experiences with him and everything man he uh really saved me i mean i've been to jail more times than I'm killing both my hands i had a five-year prison sentence over my head i mean dude i've, I've been through so much been to rehab twice i mean i've been in, in intensive outpatient programs you know all kinds of stuff from 15 till you know not too long ago really and uh i could not never really overcome anything man i was always you know i always kept going back to the things that always hurt me and uh just really hated myself, and, uh, you know, after I, after I started experiencing God, he started taking a lot of the, a lot of the, the the hurt away from me, and, you know, I was, I was initially started partying, and, and, you know, just to have fun, but then it got into, you know, kind of more of a, I was using it to cope, and, uh, and I didn't know that the, that the things I was, you know, that I was coping for i didn't know like the alcohol and all that i didn't know that it would just prolong the process of me getting over all that you know what i mean like the things that i was trying to drown out i just kept them drowned out enough to you know resurface whenever i wasn't drunk and i didn't actually get over them things until you know after i you know come to know god and and uh you know let let jesus into my life and try to straighten up and and I was really shocked about all of it at at how the things that just killed me man I mean day every day just killed me how they started to slowly not hurt so bad and how I started to you know get through it without just being miserable and it it really he's just been so good to me man I mean I've you know there's there's been times I've I've let worldly things distract me and I've chased after other things in life and kind of lost my way and you know, lost my direction in a, in a sense. And, and you know, he always he always sticks with me, man. He always pulls me out of the crap I get myself into. And, and I couldn't be more thankful for him. And I just, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know many ways to describe it other than it being, you know, wild at the, at the, at the life that, you know, God can, can give someone. I mean, I went from being one of the most poorly looked at, you know, members of my community community uh to you know being one of the uh you know highly looked at individuals in the community i mean i got you know the same people that used to used to talk about or not really you know the same people used to not really have any you know expectations for me or you know cheering me on now and stuff man so you know god's really really blessed me man he's really blessed me
0: man that's awesome it's you 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 know, you don't know how much uh, your life can change, you know, whenever you, you know, you stray far away and you get a little lost and you're looking for a purpose. And, you know, you, you're doing all these other things to try to deal with what you got going on. But, man, once you once you accept God into your life and into your heart, man, it's, it's kind of indescribable to, um, you know, you, you can't really describe how much your life can change and just, just how much you can turn things around, you know, no matter how far deep you are into that hole, you know, there is, there is a way out, you you know, and you can't do it by yourself, you know, no matter how much you want to, but you know, it it, it is possible to get up out of that hole and really make a change. So it's, you know, it's, it's awesome to hear you talk about it. And it's, you know, it's just great to see how far you've come from, you know, the stories you tell and everything like that, man. So, you know, just uh, just keep doing what you're doing and following that path, man. I have no doubt that you know there, there's great things ahead for you. No doubt at all.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I believe uh, I believe it's gonna be a, a fun ride, man. I really do. I think there's a lot of good things gonna come of it. Oh, absolutely, man.
0: Well, uh, do you have a you have a date in mind coming up for when you might want to fight
1: next? Anything like that? Man, I thought they was coming to Nashville in May. I got they found out today they're they're not. So oh man, damn. Yeah, man, I was I was so pumped up about it. I've been running around, jumping, just excited for the last you know week. But they unfortunately they're not going back to Bridgestone yet. But uh, it's looking like either May or June. I think you know I'm not not exactly sure. Uh, my manager's down in uh, I think he's in San Antonio right now. I think Steve's down there uh, with. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I think he's done there with Mick Maynard and them right now. So um hopefully by the end of this weekend I'll have a I'll have a good idea of, of when and where and an opponent, I hope. So we'll see, man. And just whatever they give me, you know. Oh yeah. And you know, next time they do go to Bridgestone, they
0: one, they need to get you on there, obviously. If they didn't do that, that'd be a that'd be a mistake right there. And two once they do get you on that card, I'll definitely be in attendance watching there's no doubt about that, man. I mean, that, that's got to happen in the future, I feel like.
1: Um, yeah, so. I, I, I hope so, man. I don't – I think, man, if they knew – if they knew what it would do to put me on the card in Nashville, I thought – you know, I think they'd try to get me on the card in Nashville pretty soon. I don't – I don't think they understand how big of a following I've got yet. So, you know, I'm just going to keep, keep working, keep building a name for myself and getting their respect. And then, you know – Hopefully one of these days, my ultimate dream, man, is to fight for you know the the world title at Bridgestone. So, you know, maybe man, maybe man, maybe maybe one of these days we'll be on this again, and you'll be like, man, you remember that podcast when you said that? And I'll be like, yeah, man, I got looking at the belt right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, hey, that, don't get you know, no matter what happens, don't don't get too famous to come back on and uh, let me know how you doing, man. It's it, it's been awesome to talk to you, man. I've I've been wanting to do this ever since I. I watched you fight, and it was it was just cool to sit here and talk to you and have you on the show. And just you know, just before we close out, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to, you know, shout out anything or anyone you want to shout out. You know, social media handles, anything like
1: that. Uh, yeah, you guys can follow me on social media: Instagrams uh, Trevor Peak MMA, uh, Twitter is uh, Trevor Peak underscore MMA, and then Facebook's just Trevor Peak. Uh, want to thank all my coaches and teammates over here to gogi combatives my manager steve swedish and then you know also with the end all this i just want to tell everybody out there listening to, you know uh man if you're out there and you're broken and you're lost and you don't really know which direction to go in life and you're tired of being miserable and tired of feeling broken and feeling empty man and, uh, i strongly recommend trying to trying to get a relationship with jesus christ because you You ain't got to go through this life alone. You ain't got to feel lonely and, you know, feel broken and empty. And he's the only thing I know that can really give anybody any true joy and fulfillment and give you a purpose and identity. And I just pray praying for you guys and thank y'all for listening. And maybe y'all support me in my career. And I appreciate you having me on, man. It's been, it's been fun. I really enjoyed it.
0: Well, you know, you know, thank you for that message. And, and, you know, again, just thank you for coming on the show, man. It's It's been awesome. I really did enjoy it. It was great to talk to you. And can't wait to watch you fight next, man. I'm excited to see what, what comes for you. Yes, sir. Sounds good, man. I appreciate you. All right. You have a good one. Hey, you too, brother.